0: Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. So we're grateful for Pastor Terry and Angel around here, if you haven't noticed, um, uh, we, we're grateful for your dedication to the calling of, um, on your lives. I'm going to try not to get emotional. You know how I am. Okay. Um, you're calling to serve the Lord here, guiding, teaching, shepherding this flock. Day after day, week after week for over 15 years just here, um, and if it wasn't for your yes, many of us would not even be here. Yeah. So for that, I'm super grateful. And I'm going to ask you all, if you really appreciate our pastor, would you please stand to your feet? Let's give him a, well, a, a very well-deserved thank you this morning. Come on. We bless you. We bless you both. Thank you. Thank you thank you guys. Uh I'd also want to recognize the pastoral team that's working with PT. Um thank you for all your dedication for activating your gifts and for dedicating those gifts unto the Lord for the growing of his ministry. If you don't know me, my name is Louis. They call me the crying Louis. <laughs> among other things for the for the you know just just the way it is. Uh, I try to change it, I can't. <laughs> um but a um, I, I, pastor asked me to, to come and share a little bit this morning. I, I haven't preached in a very long time, and I don't really like to preach. I, I like to share, okay? Um, my calling is that to uh, encourage the flock, to encourage the congregation. And that's what I want to do this morning, okay? So um, I am not PT. I cannot in any way, shape, or form uh, replace him, but um, I will do... What the Lord has called me to do here this morning. So I want us to encourage this, I want to encourage us this morning to activate ourselves into working in the ministry that the Lord has placed us here. It's no coincidence that we're all here now. God, by His Spirit, has led us here. Um, God did not intend for the pastor to do ministry all by himself, instead, He has brought us. You and I to be part of the plowing of the fields, sowing the seeds, watering the crops for the coming great harvest for the kingdom of God. Today, Faith Renewed is growing and the pastor cannot do it all by himself. So God has called you and I to serve in his kingdom here where we have been planted, Uh, activating the gifts, talents that he has given us. To make Jesus known in our city, in our state, in the nation, and even around the world nowadays. This is the same thing that happened in the church in the, next, uh, in the text that I want to share with you today. And I know I'm reading a lot and I apologize. But I want to make sure that I tell you exactly what the Holy Spirit put in my heart. So I don't want to add. I don't want to subtract. I want to make sure I get the message out. Because then later on I have to be accountable for what I did. Uh, Not uh, not to Terry, but to the one, to the boss man. Um, So um, I'm just going to take just a few minutes and share with you this morning. I'm going to ask you to go with me to Acts chapter 1. I'm sorry, chapter 6, verse 1 through 7. And I want us to take a look at what is happening in the church uh, in this passage. Um, If I haven't, have you flashed up the... Um, church. Uh, I mean, the um, Bible app. Uh, you can follow uh, the, the verses on the screen, or you can also um, <laughs> log into the Bible app, uh, click more than events, and you'll be able to follow the notes and um, and read along with us. So there is there was a situation happening in the church, and there was tremendous growth. It's kind of interesting that Brother Bill was was just uh, sharing about Acts because before all that shaking. And all that revival took place, this had to take place. Okay? This had to take place. The the creation of the organization, the creation of activating people to do the work of the ministry so that the pastor could do what they were called to do. So let's go there. Chapter 6, verses 1 through 7 of Acts. Now in those days when the number of disciples was multiplying... There arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists, which were the Greek-speaking Jews, because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business." But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word, and this, and this saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen and please forgive me if I killed his names, a man full of the faith, full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, huh, Permines, Parmenas, Parmenas, yeah. Actually, that's what I kept saying. Parmesan. Uh, Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Who they said before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Then the word of God spread. And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Not only disciples were created... But priests became also pastors and, this, and apostles of the gospel in those days. Amen? Amen. Let's pray right quick before we go into the word, into the whole message here this morning. Father, we are so grateful for your love, for your kindness, your grace toward us. We thank you for your servants, Terry and Angel, for their yes to your calling on their lives. And I ask that you open up our hearts and align our spirits with yours that we may seek to serve you along with them until your return. Father, we, bless, we ask you that you bless this time. May your words and hearts be heard from this pulpit and not mine. Hallelujah. For I seek to serve you and you alone in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I hope to make it through this, guys. Y'all pray for me. Um, so here we see uh, a problem that, that happens quite a bit in churches that are growing, in ministers that are growing. Um, um, the pastors in this case, the apostles, were having to do everything, causing important details to be overlooked. They were also having to take time away from preparation in the word in, in order to meet the congregation's many needs. And yet still there was still not enough time or there was not enough of them to get everything done. When I was a little kid, um, I remember my dad was pastoring his first church in Puerto Rico. And um, while at the same time he was working full-time, uh, a full-time secular job because the church was small and it was just a startup, um, he would come home, eat dinner, um, get us all in the church van to pick up the people, You've heard that before, haven't you? Um, He would open up the church, lead the service, close the church, take the people home, take us home so he could go to bed to wake up early in the morning, go to work, and do it all over again. And he did that five days a week. And then on Saturdays, he would lead evangelism or recitation. Then on Sunday, he led Sunday school and then two services on Sunday. That's how I grew up. I didn't know anything better. But I did watch how God began to add people that wanted to get involved in the ministry. And those people were the ones who helped my dad grow the ministry to where today, 45, 48, well, 43 years that we've lived here. And about 10 years before that, so 53 years, that church is still active in the same place leading the community, (laughs) worshiping God, and taking a lot of people into the kingdom of God. So I watched that happen. So I know, I know it works. I've done it through other years that I've been in ministry, almost 35 years of of ministry that I've done it. I've, I've I've been part of startups and I've seen it happen. What I see here is something special. And I believe God has truly called every one of us here. For a time such as this. So I've got just a few takeaways from this passage. That I want to share with you. First of all. The pastor cannot do it all by himself. He's good. He's pretty good. He seems to be everywhere like Santa Claus. But he can't do it all by himself. The only way we can find. And activate our gifting is by serving the body of God in the local church, which will confirm and verify the gifting that is in us. We didn't just simply show up here to warm up a, a chair, not a pew, but a chair, and just simply say, Hi, Terry. Bye, Terry. Good message, Terry. Goodbye. Right? God has called us here. He already equipped us to do the work of the ministry. We just simply have to step out. In Ephesians 4, and 12... It says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. He himself gave some. He gave every one of us the different gifts. As far as I know, Jesus is the only man that walked the earth that had all five of those ministries in him. And he practiced them. And he, he, he was, you can see it through the scriptures. Therefore, it will take five of us around PT to be able to carry out what the word is saying right here. Because we, we all have those gifts in us. We just have to activate them. When each of us allow our gifts and talents to be activated, the body is built up. We will be built up ourselves. And the ministry grows because Jesus is being made known through all of us, not just through PT. Being part of the leadership of my company, I have learned that a CEO or the owner by himself cannot do it all. They have to bring people along to bring the growth that they want to see and expect in their business. They need to bring them along to help lead, produce, and grow the business. They cannot do it by themselves. There's only so much that they can do. Likewise, we are being called to work alongside our pastor for the purpose of growing God's kingdom. Not not Terry and Angel's kingdom. Not faith-renewed kingdom. God's kingdom. Does anybody agree with me on that? Amen. I'm glad because I feel the same way. Second of all, we all have been called to serve. A lot of people come to church and live the same way that they came, week and week in and week out. And they're not able to figure out, well, why am I going to church? What am I there for? Um, um, I forget the pastor's name. Years ago, he, he wrote a book, Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren. It became one of the best sellers immediately. Why? Because people are coming into church every week and they have no idea why. They do it just simply to satisfy a a mental idea that that's how I will get saved. That's how I will get to heaven. In fact, God has called us to do more than that. He has called us to serve one another and his kingdom by doing that. In Acts 6, 3, we just read, they said, Therefore, brethren, seek from out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. God has already provided the people that we need here to do what he wants us to do here. We are all receiving an invitation to join in to do the, our part for the kingdom of God. No matter how big or how small the task may be, they're all important to God. In Matthew twenty-two fourteen, the Bible says, many are called, but few are chosen. That always caught my attention. And then I figured it out. The chosen are the ones who answer the call. Many are called, few are chosen. If you answer the call, you're it. You're chosen. The question is, will we just be called or do we want to actually be chosen because we answer the call? In some sports, especially baseball, there's a minor league system. And those guys are working very hard to one day get, quote unquote, the call. And you see it on, 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 on social media how very special that is. When that call comes, I have yet to see one guy get the call and say, no, it's okay. I'll stay down here in double A. It's okay. I'll stay down here in rookie. I don't want to go up there and make it big. It's okay. I'll just stay back here. But yet in church, there's so many people doing that. God calls them to step up and they say, no, it's okay. I'll just stay back here sitting in the back row. No, no offense to those sitting in the back row. Has God been calling you? What have you been telling him? Have you been telling him not now, not yet? In my almost 35 years of ministry, I've cleaned bathrooms. I've cleaned bottoms in the nursery. I've ushered, greeted, and done just about anything I have seen my pastor have to do because there's no one, no one else to do it. And I feel I have been called to help bear the ministerial burden by removing those things that may keep my pastor from the word. I watched my dad struggle for so many years until people started stepping in. And that's when I started doing it. I was a young kid, eight, nine, ten years old. And back then, it was my duty. Sunday morning, as soon as we got there, I would get the hymnals. And I would spread them out throughout throughout the church. Make sure that everything at the altar was in place so that when... Daddy would come in, he wouldn't have to worry so much about putting things in place. Instead, he could just simply step in and do his work. We are called also to follow Jesus' example. In Mark 10.45, the Bible says it clearly. That he did not come to serve, or to be served, but to serve by giving his life. It is there, there is nothing less that we can do. All he's asking us to do is to simply give our talent, give our time. All right. Number three. You ready? I'm almost done. Y'all going to be eating lunch early today. The third point is that as we serve, we're making Jesus known. As we serve, we make Jesus known. It was really cool when I found out that making Jesus known is not just a little catchy little phrase, marketing phrase that PT came up with to advertise the church and tell people about faith renewed. Um, I mean, he's good, but you know. Instead, I found out God himself told him, this is what I want you to do. He said, that is the per- this is the purpose for this church. We got churches in, Gre- in, in Simpsonville Mall in Greenville. We got churches. You can drive from here to 385, and I think you pass by five. <laughs> but he said, I want this house to make Jesus known. This is the purpose. He has brought us here together at a time such as this to fulfill his purpose through us. In this city to cause an impact beyond our imagination. Don't even think that this is all faith renewed right here. If this is all you can see, I want to pray with you. Because I want God to open up the eyes of your understanding. I want you to be able to see what God sees. He didn't plan this church here just simply to just be another church. We don't need another church. We need an impacting body For the kingdom of God in our city. That's what he wants. Every single one of us has a calling and a gift necessary for the furthering of the gospel and the growth of his kingdom in this place. Every one of us. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27. Yes, it's a long passage, but I have a good teacher. He likes to read long passages. Make reference to last week. First <laughs> um, Corinthians 12, 1227, the Apostle Paul explains the relationship we all have within the kingdom of God and how we are all necessary to work together. Here we go. For as a body is one and has many members, but all the members that, of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. It's not a tongue twister. He's just trying to explain himself. For by one spirit, we are all baptized into, into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, and we have all been made to drink into the spirit, into one spirit, for one fact, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, have we heard that before? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where where would be the hearing? If if the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? You can't smell. But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And he, and if, he, he, if they are all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members yet one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, "I have no need of you," nor again the head to the feet, "I have no need of you." No, much, m- much, no, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be l- less honorable. On these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable unpre- un- and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts, no. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body. This is important. Having given greater honor to the parts which lack it, that, are, should, that there should be no 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 chism okay which means division i have to look it up uh it reminded me of a word in spanish called chisme if you speak spanish chisme means gossip and i don't know about you but i've heard that gossip can create quite a bit of division but i digress that there should be no chism in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. I hope you don't expect me to come up here and act and talk and, and preach like PT. He's, he's one member, I'm another. But we are all in the same body. Don't expect yourself to be like anyone else. God created you and I specifically for what we have been called to do. He does not want us to be like anybody else. I don't know about you, but I think sometimes I'm a pinky toe. Yeah, that one pinky toe that you seem to bump everywhere you go. I broken man about three or four times. You can't do nothing else about it either. But guess what? It's necessary. When you bump a toe, you're limping. And that's just a little bitty toe. What about the whole body? Right? In the body. If we're missing you, we're limping. We're limping. You, people come in and they say, there's something missing in that church. We're missing you. We need you. In summary, the body has many members, but every member has a function which is important for the body's proper function and healthy in a healthy manner. We all need to find out what our ear, whether we are an ear, a nose, or a pinky toe. But the only way to find this out is by getting involved and serving. So, how do we do this? What are we supposed to do? Okay, go with me. One final verse. 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 8. 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 8. And the Apostle Paul said he's trying to settle an argument within the church about what they were supposed to do according to who they belong to, what church they belong to, or what tribe they belong to. Verse 5 says, he, who, who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed? As the Lord gave to each one, uh, for you to believe, as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants in is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. I want to make sure that we understand something. We we see that the that we're many members of the body here again but our functions is important for the proper functioning of the body nevertheless we all see god's we're all god's people and should only be concerned with working for his kingdom we're not saved by works let me clarify that this is not talking about being saved by works however our works testify Of the work God has done in our lives into the world. That's our biggest testimony. When we stand before God one day, not too long, I don't think it's much longer. We will have to give account for what we did or didn't do. What what we did and didn't do with the gift or the talent that he gave us for his kingdom he entrusted us that gift that talent for the work of his kingdom how much jesus did we make known through our sharing and serving that's what it's all about we're here to make jesus known but pt and angel cannot do it by themselves god called you and i at this time to help them make jesus known and fulfill the purpose for which god created and established his ministry here in malden south carolina i'm going to ask you to please stand to your feet thank you for your attention i appreciate you so much um if you're here this morning and perhaps you don't know this god that we've been talking about perhaps God that you have been trying to find out more about, Um, a God that you've heard so much about and now all of a sudden it just, it's intriguing you. I want to, I want to, I want to give you a personal invitation. Can I introduce him to you? Because he loves you. He loves you so much that he caused this very moment where you're here in person or watching via live stream. This very moment, he has cause for you to hear about him. He brought me out of the island of Puerto Rico at the age of 13 years old, 43 years ago. So that today, October 22nd, 2023, you would hear what I'm saying. Because you needed to know him there's no coincidences my friend there's no coincidences if you're here today I want to pray with you before you leave I want to introduce you to him now let me talk to the rest of the gang it's time folks I don't know if you noticed it but we're growing and God is calling you and I to step up you have a gift that this body needs in order to make jesus known and i'm going to encourage you this morning to make that decision don't let things of the past hold you back don't let things of what somebody else did or another ministry did hold you back that's not god god is the one who put that gift in you god is the one who called you god is the one who wants you and loves you enough to give you another opportunity he did me several times I hope you understand he wants you to amen I'm going to ask you to just close your eyes for just a moment let's close in prayer heavenly father I thank you and I bless you father I pray for those who don't know you and that I will be praying with pretty soon to introduce them to you father thank you for touching their hearts and i thank you for those who are already in the flock and i declare father that their their hearts will begin to burn like never before for you and father that they will be able to step in step forward activate their gifts activate activate the talents that you've given them god May they become good stewards of that which you have placed in them, the treasures that you have placed in them. Lord, I thank you and I bless you. I give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus. I want to do one more thing before we, we leave this morning. I want to ask PT and, and, and uh, Angel to come forward. And I'm going to give you a chance to love them a little bit. Is that okay I'm gonna invite you to come on up I want to pray for them and I want you to help me do that because uh, it's it's not an easy an easy calling to answer is a big responsibility but you know what this guy's right here they're stepping up they're stepping in and they don't care they're gonna do it they're gonna love you and me despite of ourselves And they have. Many of you can attest with me that they have loved us even when we are the most unlovable. Right? Do you love them? Are you willing to stand hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder with them to push this thing forward? The best is yet to come, guys. That construction going on out there, that's just uh, (laughs) a... That's just a physical demonstration of what God is doing spiritually here. He is building something strong, something good, something amazing that people will be able to come in and take shelter from everything that they're seeing and experiencing around. So I need you. He needs you. She needs you. We need you. Won't you come and be part of this too? Amen. Are you ready to pray for them? Come on closer. It's okay. It's okay. Father, I thank you for PT and Angel. Father, thank you for what they mean to us as spiritual father and mother. Father, what they mean to us for stepping forward and doing what you've called them to do. Father, today as we honor them, We also want to bless them and declare that the best time, the best days, the best months, best years are still ahead of you. And that which the enemy meant for evil, he will turn it, God will turn it for good. And Father, I thank you. And we we, we accept the challenge to stand hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder with them and be able to move forward to make Jesus known in this area. Father, I thank you and I bless you. And I declare your blessing upon your servants today. I come in agreement with the congregation and declare you are blessed. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so very much. Go ahead and love on them. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.